Hey guys, Hunter here. Wanted to ask you a quick favor. Uh, we're really trying to grow the podcast and it would really help us if you would leave us a review. So go on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to the podcast and leave us a review. It's going to help more people find out about us. So we appreciate it. Now let's get to the show. We're back with the Coyote Fitness Podcast. Hunter here coming to you from the mobile recording studios. Once again, we are back for part three of You Should Have Me on Your Podcast. This time we go to Flowwood and interview three members in Flowwood. Three awesome interviews. I think you guys are going to really enjoy them. The first one is with Carly Little. Carly Little has been a member at the Flowwood Gym since we bought the gym and also some before. Her and her family have been staples at the gym for a very long time. Carly is the head soccer coach. Uh, for the women's team at Northwest Rankin High School, and she's doing awesome things there. So we have a really good uh, conversation on the gym and everything she's uh, learned over the years and benefited from over the years being there. Uh, the next conversation is Weber Herbison, and uh, Weber has been a member since July of 2021. Weber is a former baseball player, played junior college baseball as well as at Delta State, and we talk about his transition out of having a – injured and hurt body from baseball into feeling better than his body's felt in a long time, which is something I can relate to as well. Weber and uh, his wife, Lainey, are staples at the gym as well. You will see them at the gym all the time, and um, we have a really good conversation. Weber also has his own podcast on hunting, so if you're interested in hearing more about hunting and uh, hearing more of him, you can uh, find him on that podcast. And then last but not least, we finish with Jamie Wagner. Jamie has been a member since December of 2021, and Jamie has been using uh, the gym to help her with her triathlons and endurance races. And we have a great com uh, conversation about all the things, uh, all the benefits that she's gotten at the gym and uh, how it's helped her in so many different aspects of her life. And um, it's a really good conversation. I think you guys are going to learn a lot from all three of these. So uh, without further ado, let's get to the uh, interviews. And we're back in Flowood with Carly Little. How are you doing, Carly? Good, good. So, Carly, tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us uh, where you're from, what you do, all that fun stuff. Um, so, I am born and raised here in, like, Brandon, Flowood area. Went to Northwest Rankin. Um, and then, ironically, I now coach at Northwest Rankin. <laughs> so, <laughs> kind of full circle moment there. Yeah. <laughs> so, you went to Northwest Rankin. Did you play sports there? Yeah, so, like, growing up, like, elementary age, um, if you know anything about my family, we play lots of sports, so signed up for everything, basketball, cheer, gymnastics, dance, all the things, but, um, so soccer became kind of my primary sport as I moved into, like, the middle school age and played club ball and then ultimately high school and stuff, mm -hmm. so soccer has been a large part of my life. So, did you play any, did you play soccer in college? Um, yeah, so I played one year at Northwest Community College, okay. um, junior college, um, and then hung up the cleats, as I like to say. You hung them up. <laughs> yeah. So uh, all that time during high school, what were you doing for working out? Were you doing anything? Um, absolutely nothing. Nothing? Uh, <laughs> just so, run, you were playing soccer? Yeah, though, so I always just grew up, again, like playing sports. So yeah. when you play club and stuff, you're practicing three, four, you know, three times a week. You're playing three and four games every weekend, travel. So that was kind of the extent of my fitness knowledge. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So my mom always 
tells a story of uh, when she used to have to drive me and she was picking me up from a soccer game and I was taking my shin guards off and putting my baseball pants on <laughs> and taking me to a baseball game. So that I, I, I definitely relate to that. So after you hung up your cleats, as you say, where, where'd you go to college after that? Um, so then I went on to Ole Miss and mm-hmm. um, graduated with a degree in elementary education. Okay. And did you do any working out while you were there? Um, yes and no. I mean, the typical kind of like college stuff, like once a week, somebody would be like, hey, I'm going to this boot camp or hey, we're going for a run, but nothing structured or anything. So you think you were just kind of like, I'm, I've played soccer my whole life. I need a break type thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, you know, finally having that like, oh, it's Monday afternoon. And I don't have to be anywhere. I can do yeah. whatever I want. Mm-hmm. So like that freedom, you know, that free time. And then so you graduate college. What'd you do after that? Um, So I taught elementary school. I moved away. I moved to like the Memphis area for a little bit and then ultimately came back here to Flowood. And you came back to Flowood and you were still teaching? Yeah, so I still taught. Um, I actually ended up teaching kindergarten and that's when I kind of started, got into like the coaching part. Got into coaching soccer. Was that in, uh, in the Northwest Rankin School District? Yeah, so I have been coaching at Northwest for 10 years. Um, This is my fourth year as head coach there. And so you worked your way up from assistant coach to the head coach and... Yeah, when I first started the first like season, it was just strictly like volunteer. Um, I I literally didn't do much. I just kind (laughs) of stood around and talked to the players and stuff and really just like took in like from the other coaches. I never really had any like aspirations to coach, but then it kind of just came naturally. Mm -hmm. I kind of fell into it. yeah, and then moved into the assistant coaching, and then back in, uh, I guess, 2020, um, our head coach at the time got a college job, so he left, and then they started interviewing for the head coaching job, and then I, that's when I became head coach. Awesome. So, do you teach as well, or do you just coach? Yeah, so, um, so again, I've been coaching at Northwest going on 10 years, mm-hmm. so the first, like, four years, I still taught elementary school, and so I was just there for the after-school part, so uh-huh. our soccer players come to us every single day, like, during the school day. So it was kind of one of those things where I had to make a decision, like, am I in or out? So I wanted to, you know, be more involved in it. So then I transitioned, yeah, to the high school. So I've been teaching high school now for five years. Okay. What do you teach? Um, ironically, I teach a communications class. So it's kind <laughs> of a, a kind of a, um, it's not just public speaking. What we knew in high school is public speaking, right. but we do other type of communication stuff as well. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Very cool. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. All right, so tell us a little bit about your fitness. So you, uh, you got done playing soccer. You went to college. You're like, I don't, I don't want to do anything. I'm tired of having stuff on the schedule all the time. Then you started teaching. So at what point did you decide you were going to start working out again? Yeah, so being surrounded by, like, high school kids all the time, you're like, man, I used to be able to do those things. <laughs> so my dad actually was working out, um, a different person on the gym at the time, yeah. but um, was working out here at doing CrossFit. So I was like, yeah, I mean, I've got – I have a Monday afternoon free now, so sure, why not? I'll give it a try. Um, so he kind of coerced me into being here. <laughs> That's awesome. And so when was that? Uh, one, probably nine-ish years ago. Nine years ago. Yeah, wow. I know. I've been wow. here a long time. <laughs> so, so tell us about that, those first couple of days, those first weeks when you, when you came in here after your dad got you in here, what were you thinking? Well, um, kind of like other people have said at first, I was like, my dad does this. Like, my dad can do this. Like, <laughs> right. I mean, I was a college athlete. Like I, I got this. Yeah. And the first day I remember I was sitting there and I was like, Hey, um, where do you throw up? <laughs> Where's the throw up spotter? Yeah. And I've only ever thrown up like one other time. And that was like in college when you report for preseason, which for college soccer is mid-July in Mississippi heat. Yeah. So I 
had like only one or twice ever done that before. So I was like, oh God, I got to come back for pride, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so you did throw up the first day? Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> where, where was it? Was it out? Where was the throw up spot? Was I, I didn't make it all the way around to the throw up spot. So it was out the front door. <laughs> so you at least made it outside? Yeah, though? I made it outside. I made it outside. I've, I've seen some people not make it outside before. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, uh, that's always fun. So you, you know, you threw up your first day. Some people don't ever come back after that, <laughs> but you came back the next day. Yeah, yeah, like I said, pride kind of, I was like, God, my dad is doing this. So. Yeah, that, so yeah. That, that, that peer pressure, that accountability of I, I got to go to Thanksgiving and eat at my parents' house and I can't tell my dad, I, I can't hang with you anymore, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So, uh, so at what point did you really start, you know, kind of getting serious and coming really consistently? Um, so the first like two or three years, I'll say it was, um, again, I, I coach high school soccer. So our season runs from about mid-October to about mid-February. And during those times, I would, I just wouldn't come. Mm-hmm. Or if I came, it would be hit or miss. Like, I might come one day, one week, and not come for three weeks, and then come two days. It was very inconsistent. So when Coyote took over the gym, they started the uh, 50 workout challenge. Yeah. And if you know anything about Coyote people, we will do anything for a T-shirt. <laughs> yeah. So that kind of got me coming. And I realized, like, I can come during those super, like, stressful and busy times of year, and I can maybe not do as complex of movements, and I'm still going to make gains. Mm-hmm. I love that. That's That was the goal of the 50 workout challenge is to get people to – figure out a way to make it work during the three busiest months of the year. And it was actually 2020, the year of COVID. And we were like, we got to get people getting back in the routine because so many people had gotten out of routine and it it's worked so well. People love I, it. I, and I messed with Lauren this past yeah. time. Cause I was like the second to last day, like being like, yes, I got my 50. Yeah. And I was like, man, could y'all please do this in the summer? Yeah. A little bit more free time. Yeah, no, it's easy in the summer. <laughs> yeah. You know, people can get in the summer. You gotta, you gotta do so it when pe- it's all- I have people all the time. Like I normally come in the afternoon and it gets to the winter time and they're like, do you still come? And I'm like, yeah, I'm all over the place. Sometimes I'm at 6am. Yeah. Sometimes I sneak a noon class in. It's just all over the place. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. So, so you've, you've been coming nine years now. What if, what impact has that had on your, on your life, both health and outside the gym as well? Yeah, I think just realizing that there's so much more to fitness than just working out. Mm-hmm. Um, sleep and water are huge things that, like, I just – I mean, I guess you always hear, but you didn't – I didn't know how much of an impact you made. Like, we talk about the tracking, the food and stuff, but, like, tracking how much you do sleep and how much water you – and thinking and realizing after doing that a couple of days, like, man – water is like a miracle drug like you just don't realize it you you feel so much better you sleep better you have more energy when you work out all that type of stuff um and so as you're continue to come you're you have you accomplished all the 50 workout challenges every year um I want to say the first year I didn't but I think since then and I was and again at the time I was like I can't I can't make that happen like that's impossible and I think I got pretty close and so then after that it became like Hey, dang, I can't, I can do it. I, can't. I can do it. Yeah. I, I can wake up at five 30. Yeah. I, I will survive. <laughs> so are you able to kind of keep that consistency throughout the year, even when it's not going on for the most part? Yeah. Um, once kind of like high school season dies down, my schedule gets a little bit more it, free. And it gets um, easier. Yeah. And yeah, so it gets easier. I, I coach club soccer as well. So I have that, but, um, I'm able to still, I just strive to get like four and five days a week. And on weeks that I know I'm super busy or I'm super stressful, just just knowing that I can just come in and do something mm-hmm. is better than not showing up at all. So do you have any current fitness goals you're working towards now, or are you just trying to stay consistent? Yeah, I think right now, again, I'm in the heavy part of my season, mm-hmm. so playoffs are about to start. So just re- knowing that this is a really stressful time, so my goal is just come at least four days That's a week. That's great. And on days when I feel like, hey, man, I can push the weight or I don't have a game today, I can push that movement. I do. And on days like yesterday, I had a big game, I just came in and did something so you have learned a very valuable lesson that I think it takes people a long time to learn in that 
you have to look at your life and seasons and the year and seasons and not try to do too much when life gets busy and ch change the focus to I just need to show up. So that's 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 why you're able to, to keep coming consistently over a long period of time because I see people their life get busy and they think it has to be all or nothing. Well, it doesn't have to be all or nothing all the time, and that's why nine years later you're still coming to. So that so that's really awesome. Well, we're we're almost out of time, so why don't we wrap up? Why don't you give a couple of uh, tidbits to any any members who are listening to this? Something that's helped you in your in your journey over the years. Um, I, this is kind of like cliche and you hear people all the time when they say something about CrossFit, like the com the community and the competition are just huge, and you don't. I mean, coming from, like, somebody that has a sports background, you love the competition part. You compete with yourself. I mean, just as simple as, like, hey, I came five days last week. Can I get at least four this week? Or, hey, I got this score in last workout. Can I do this? But then the community, like, people are looking for you to be here. Like I said, like, my schedule changes up, and so I won't be at my normal class. And people will ask, like, hey, where have you been? Mm -hmm. um, so knowing that, like, people are looking for you, people are counting on you. So you have that, like, extra aspect. So obviously fitness part of it is great, but then the community part is huge. So you have people reaching out to you if you haven't been coming? Oh, yeah, you get a lot three days, and then <laughs> somebody texts you, hey, where are you? Hey, I'm where like, you oh, I'm coming, I'm coming. <laughs> That's awesome. And plus, you got you got your family at home, too. Oh, yeah, the whole, we got, my whole family is in it now. So my um, dad came, my sister comes, my brother um, lives in Nashville, and he's got a whole, like, gym in his garage, my sister-in-law, my brother-in-law, and now we've even got my mom coming. So it's a whole family affair. That, that's awesome. That's <laughs> awesome. I love to hear that. Well, Carly, thanks for being on. That's, uh, that was a great episode. All right. Thank you. And we're here in Flowood with Weber Herbison. Weber, glad to have you, man. I appreciate it. So tell us a little about yourself. Uh, where are you from? What you do? Tell us about your family, all that. Uh, so I'm from Cleveland, Mississippi, up in the Delta. Uh, I'm in dental school right now. What year dental school? I'm in my third year. Oh, so you're up, you're past the hard part. Though. I'm getting there. Well, yeah. So they, <laughs> so they say. Yeah. Got 17 months left. 17 months. Counting down the days. So where'd you go to high school? Uh, Bio Academy. Yeah, that's a small school. I graduated with 26 people. 26 people. Yep. And where'd you go to college? I played baseball at Mississippi Delta Community College and Delta State. Awesome, awesome. And so you moved up here. You're uh, going to dental school. You're married. Yep, I'm married. Almost two years Almost now. Almost two years. Yeah, it's going by really fast. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so um, tell us a little bit about your uh, fitness background. You played baseball growing up, I'm sure, so you, you, you worked out for that. Tell us a little bit about what you did for that. Yeah, uh, so, you know, going to a small school, I kind of – I played – every sport you kind of expected to do that and I mean we had a weight program you know in high school but it wasn't it wasn't something that I was like big into I wasn't I was I was a small guy wasn't I didn't like lifting weights and and so like once I committed to go play baseball I was like okay I gotta I gotta do something yeah I gotta put some muscle <laughs> yeah, on right yeah I gotta I gotta make sure I do something to that allows me to be able to play when I get there and uh, it's funny, they gave us a weight program for the summer going into college, and it was like a Monday, Wednesday, Friday deal. Uh, it was like Monday upper body, Wednesday lower body, Friday full body, and then like the other two days you're supposed to hit or throw bullpens, whatever you do. And I was a dual player, uh, so I was expected to do both. And I was like, okay, I got to do something. And so instead of the Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I did the whole workout, Every day, five days a week. <laughs> oh, wow. How'd uh, that go for you? Great. Actually, well, right. <laughs> I, st I started I started actually like drinking protein and, and eating, and uh, that summer I gained 20 pounds. Wow, that's awesome. Uh, 
but yeah, it was like impossible for me to keep the weight on. Mm-hmm. Even even like throughout my college career, lifting weights, I you know I struggled with holding muscle, maintaining weight through the season, you know things like that. Uh, and I mean, you know, it's just a grind. It's really hard. It's really hard to not lose weight in, during the baseball season. Most people are probably losing at least 10, 15 pounds. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. So you uh, you went on to Delta State play baseball there, right? Yes. Tell us a little bit about your your training while you were there. So it was kind of the same thing going from JUCO to Delta State. Uh, I knew that I had to like you know up my game to make sure I played when I got there, and so I got a personal trainer when I went from JUCO to Delta State. Okay. Worked out five six days a week. At this point, I had torn my UCL, so I wasn't pitching anymore. I was just hitting hitting every day, and. Uh, it was the same thing. Like I got stronger, but just never really felt like I was seeing the results that I was that I wanted to be seeing. I mean, yeah, I was seeing results and I felt great, but I wasn't holding the muscle, wasn't holding the weight, uh, even lifting for throughout the season and stuff. I felt like I wasn't holding my numbers and mm-hmm. things like that. And, it, and you know, even though I had a great career, it wasn't like. It was like when my career ended, I was almost relieved mm-hmm. that, you know, I was I could take a break and be done. Uh for the training aspect or the sport aspect or both? Uh I guess the training really. I mean I love the sport. Yeah. I just just always having to try to be in yeah. shape to play. Yep. Yeah. I and get it that. was just I I had a bunch of injuries. I uh like I said, tore my UCL going into my senior year or actually junior year I had some knee problems going into senior year I had a hernia then I had I pulled both my hamstrings yeah. and stuff so it was just like I just felt beat up and I now looking back on it I'm like it's because you had zero nutrition yeah. like your nutrition was so bad yeah. I was eating Burger King and, and everything else you know uh Keith and I talk about this a lot for baseball because we both play baseball in college too yeah. and spent I spent literally every day in the training room in college because you're just overusing certain muscles for baseball because you're only throwing with one arm and you're hitting one way every single time and so every the rest of your body um, gets underdeveloped and you just start overcompensating you you get just get hurt very easily and and you end up with a body that feels broken down for a 22 year old yeah your body should not feel like that when you're 22 I swear (laughs) so tell all right so you got done playing baseball tell us what you did uh for fitness after that so for two years, when I got done playing baseball, I did nothing. Okay. I was like, I'm, I'm taking a break. I'm going to just live life. And, mm-hmm. and I was like, I'll never squat again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it's funny, Lainey, who my wife now, she, she's she been going to Coyote forever, her and her family. And uh, she was like, come do this partner workout with me. <laughs> and I was like, no. I'm, you know, I'm, I was completely against CrossFit. Yeah. I was like, I'm already injury prone. I'm not, I'm not going to do that. And she convinced me to do it. And it was like, she's like, it's just air squats, push-ups, and a run. Easy, easy. Yeah, day. yeah. And she beat me into the ground. <laughs> I, like, I was, oh, my gosh. It was the worst experience of my life. I was, like, making up excuses. Like, oh, you're shorter to the ground. That's why, <laughs> that's, that's why you're better than me right, uh, right. right now. And so I guess that kind of sparked my interest in the CrossFit. Mm-hmm. And I still didn't want to do it. I At the time, I was like, okay, like, you got to get back in shape. You're This is terrible. And so I told my high school baseball coach that I would run a Spartan race with him if I got into dental school. And I got accepted into dental school like two days later. So I was like, <laughs> okay, like, I got to start doing something now. Ran the Spartan race. I trained for three months, ran the Spartan race. It was great. And then two months after that, did nothing again. 
and then that was kind of like the straw that broke the camel's back. I was mm-hmm. like, I've got to uh, do. I got to start doing something. Yeah. And so I told Laney, I was like, I'll start CrossFit as a hobby in dental school. Like I, I need a hobby. I'll start doing it, and just loved it. Mm-hmm. Uh, loved the the competition aspect of it. Like I can come in here, I can compete with myself, I can compete with other people, I can come. You know, the camaraderie, the community behind it. Just loved it. And, uh, but still like even my first year doing CrossFit, I was like, man, like I'm training really hard and I don't feel like I'm seeing any results. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until we did the beach body challenge, getting ready for our wedding, Lainey signed us up again. So I don't, you know, man, <laughs> she's, <laughs> man, she's, I, she's, she's a good, good influence. Yeah, on I you. guess she, so. <laughs> uh, and then it was like, wow, just like changed my life. I I lost I don't know how much body fat I lost I gained like six or seven pounds of muscle I think it was it was like that initial jump from high school to college again mm-hmm. when I finally started drinking protein and stuff mm-hmm. and uh, like honestly that changed my life the whole and I've I've stuck with it pretty much since then that's awesome and you know like I don't know I don't know where I would be if it, if it wasn't for Coyote like teaching me that. I don't know where that's awesome. And, you know, I've been doing these interviews with members and I think you're maybe the third or fourth person that said the beach body challenge was a catalyst for them to just learn how important having enough protein was tracking your food was, and they're able to learn things that they're still doing. And, and I say it at the beginning of every single time we do it, the goal for this is for you to do this one time and never have to do it again because you understand what you need to do. And so many people have learned that. And it's not that you have to have it dialed in hundred percent year round, but you at least know, I need to be getting protein after my workout. Yeah. I need to be, if I, if I let myself go for a week or two, I know what I needed to get back on track. So let's, let's dig into the injury thing. So you said government before you joined Cody, you were really worried about getting hurt because you were so injury prone for baseball. How's your body feel now that you've been two years plus into oh, it? Great. Like mm-hmm. better than it's ever felt. And people tell me all the time, Oh, you, you keep lifting all that heavy weight. You oh, gonna, yeah. You're going to get hurt. And I was like, I have, I have no aches. I have no pains. Like I've, I feel so much better now than I did when I was playing, and it's funny. I, Keaton made a post, yeah, and I and I was like, man, if I I live through this post. Like, <laughs> I, I I understand completely. It was like, why didn't I know this when I was playing? Uh-huh. You know, like I wish I did, but you know, I I guess now is as good a time as ever to know. Uh, he he says that all the time, and I tell him, you know unfortunately you didn't learn it when you were playing but the next best thing you can do is pass that on and, yeah. and teach it to people who are playing now and so he's working with the Millsaps baseball team and he's excited ab- about watching them go and his brother's still on the team and so that's really cool so that's that's something that uh that he's able to share on and that's something for you to keep in mind too yep. you know you've learned a lot of things that could have helped you at least not get hurt playing baseball sure. all the time because you and I both know how frustrating it is because you love the game of baseball you want to be out there playing but your elbow hurts your knee hurts your back oh hurts yep. and it's just it gets to the point where you're like I don't even know if I want to do this anymore because I'm in the training room every day yep um well we're running out of time here so let's wrap it up why don't you give a couple of uh, words of advice to to coyote members who might be listening to this uh, maybe you know specifically injury or maybe just somebody who plays sports or whatever it is that that's really helped you I would just say like the the nutrition aspect is probably more important than the actual workout aspect of mm-hmm. it. At, you know, at least from what I've learned, I you know I feel like I can make gains in here, not pushing myself near about as hard as I have in the past just by tracking my nutrition. You know, than really just going in there and, and killing myself every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and 
I would really encourage somebody to actually track their food. You know, I have buddies that I tell, you know, like track your protein, track all this. And they're like, oh man, I'm eating a ton of protein. Like I ate a hamburger at lunch. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, no, like you really need to track it. Like if you will track it, it will change your life because you'll learn. Like I didn't know anything about food Mm -hmm. and until I started tracking. And so like, it's really changed my life. I think everybody should track for at least some portion of, of their life because then you actually learn what is in food. And I can't count how many times I've told somebody to do that. And for years they won't, they're, I'm not tracking, I'm not tracking. I'm like, well, you spend four hours a day on your phone. You can yeah. spend 10 minutes putting your food in. Well, they finally track and they're like, wow, I was way under eating protein oh this whole gosh. time. I'm like, yeah, I've, I've been, been telling <laughs> <Yeah>. you. <laughs> exactly. It's an eye opening experience for sure. So, well, that's awesome. Weber, thanks for sharing that. And, uh, you know, Two years has gone by really quick. I'm looking forward to a lot more years, but you've been killing it, so keep it up, man. Thank you. And we're back in Floa with Jamie Wagner. Jamie, glad to have you. Thanks, Hunter. Glad to be here. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Where are you from? What you do? All that fun stuff. So I am originally from a quite a large, I think, suburb outside of Chicago. Yeah. Um, so Hence, no, no Southern accent on this one. Um, but I'm also a teacher at the School of Pharmacy on the UMC Jackson campus. Very cool. So what what uh, suburb is Chicago? Arlington Heights, okay. northwest yeah. suburbs. Yeah, I've heard of that. So at my previous job, I actually trained in Mendota, Illinois. You know where oh, that is? Oh, okay, yeah. So I flew into Chicago and had to drive in the snow for like an hour and a half. I do not envy that. No, it was, uh, people were driving 100 miles an hour in the snow i was like i was driving like 25 i was like i'm not driving okay so uh so you you grew up there what what uh got you down here to uh, mississippi uh quite an interesting journey i guess so um for undergrad it took me to melbourne florida where i got a degree in marine biology at florida institute of technology cool went back up to chicago for pharmacy school for four years and then moved over to detroit for three years post-grad and then job was here. So this is my first job since being done educating myself. Yeah. So when did you move down here? What year 2015. was 2015. 2015. So almost 10 years now. Yeah. How was it uh, moving to Mississippi? It was definitely a culture shock, yeah, I'm sure, uh, to I'm sure. say the least. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In what way? Just smaller people? What? In what way? I think everybody really does want to know everything about you and where I'm from nobody (laughs) wants to know anything um that we're definitely much more passive aggressive up north but we will tell you straight up what's going on um and so versus down here everybody is a lot nicer and very polite and I'm like can you just tell me straight up like what do you need me to do (laughs) um so just again adjusting how I you know 30 plus years of communicate communicating to then adjust it to be different that's good so growing up did you play sports or anything I did so I started playing soccer in fourth grade and softball in fifth grade did both of those up through senior year of high school graduated high school and then went on to run cross country in college oh cool Mm -hmm. very cool I did not know that so that was in Florida yes awesome yeah um, so during that time while you're playing sports, running cross country, what were you doing for training? Were you doing anything or were you just playing sports? I honestly was just playing sports just play, yeah. and whatever coach said I had to do, that's what we would do. And you know, the only time I actually ever remember really weightlifting, um, I did, I think a semester in high school where I joined all the, all the guys for the weightlifting class that semester for gym. 
And so that was a very interesting aspect of learning different muscles and how they interact with things of, I could barely lift the barbell because I was shaking all over the place. And you know, by the end of that semester, okay, that wasn't the case. So strengthening some of the supportive muscles, but college, we didn't really lift too much. Um, and if we did, it was always lightweight, higher reps mm -hmm. because you needed to have that endurance for the, the slow twitch muscles and stuff. Yeah. I didn't need any of the fast explosives. And so it really wasn't driven home how important that was to things until I started getting into triathlons and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and then as the weight started needing to come on, um, especially when I joined Coyote, that's when I really started seeing the value of it. Mm -hmm. So you got done playing or running cross country in college. At what point did you uh, transition into starting to do triathlons? Um, so I did a, a few shorter distance triathlons in college. Okay. Um, when I got into pharmacy school, I took a break because it just overwhelms my life. Um, did maybe one or two during pharmacy school, but didn't really train for them per se. Um, it wasn't until 2017 um, where I had always said I wanted to do an Ironman and I wanted to kind of pick that up from my dad. So my dad was kind of, you know, my icon and he had done triathlons and then life got in the way and never picked him back up. He'd said he'd always wanted to do one, never did one. So I said, all right, dad, I'm going to do it for us. That's awesome. And so it was a, okay, what do I need to do now to get this done? And so about 2017, talked to a friend of mine or actually he was a tour guide on something saw he had an iron man tattoo picked his brain for probably about <laughs> two hours and was like all right let's do this and so found a, a book to start training from and was doing that six days a week but didn't do any weightlifting until i got a coach about 20 2020 um is when i started on with a coach and drastically transformed everything. Mm -hmm. He started incorporating a little bit of weight training. Um, but yeah, so started getting into the longer distances. So 70.3 half Ironmans, did a full Ironman in, at the end of 2019, right before COVID hit. Yeah. So slowly working through those goals. That's awesome. So sidetrack real quick. I relate to that a lot because my dad was training for a marathon when he was in his 20s and he hurt his knee and he was never, never able to do it. Well, then my wife and I were training for a marathon last two years ago not it was two years ago now because it's january and so he was kind of you know along the whole way and we ended up running in memphis which is where he grew up so that was really cool that's for awesome. us to be able to do it and he was asking the whole whole way about it so that's that's awesome my wife actually is now wanting to get in triathlons and i am i'm like i'm not doing that but i will support you 100 percent <laughs> you know i will do whatever i need while you train but i'm the marathon that's it for me for the long distance stuff so yeah. that's really cool so so you got a coach how'd you how'd you find your coach I'm um, actually a friend of mine on Twitter. We were talking about it and he said, hey, yeah, my swim time went from here to here. I use this coach. I'll introduce you guys because uh, the swim was my worst mm -hmm. aspect of it. And it still is, but it's infinitely better than it used to be. Um, but that's how I got connected with my coach and his wife is actually my nutritionist. So that's oh, cool. actually a really cool duo to have of if she's asking me to do something or he's asking me to do something and then something's not jiving they can talk to each other to be like what are you making her do yeah. <laughs> how do i need to fix it yeah 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 where are they located they're located in mandeville louisiana oh cool very cool i know a lot of people in mandeville so that's very cool awesome um so when did you join coyote 
I first started in 2022. Um, my I was not in a good spot mentally, and my therapist is like, "I think you should you should join CrossFit." Mm-hmm. And interesting. And your therapist told you my that. therapist actually recommended that I should join CrossFit. Wow. And so. I had actually known one of the former coaches here, Trey Warnock. So he was yeah. a for, he was a student of mine. Okay. And so I said, "Hey, I'm looking at doing this. Which which gyms in the area?" And he goes, "Oh no, I loved Coyote. Loved coaching for them. Totally recommended it." Okay. So 2022, I started coming. Was probably sore for the first like five weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and then and it just kind of stuck of I had my 6 a.m. crew. I got to know the people. I really enjoyed coming. I saw massive gains very quickly just from consistency mm-hmm. of showing up every day, putting in the work, and was just astonished by how much I could accomplish. Um, but at the end of 2022, I took a break from triathlon. So I was still doing triathlon at the same time as I joined Coyote. 2022, I took a break. I was burnt out. Um, was just sick and tired of the constant, I have to get this in Mm -hmm. seven days a week. I just needed a mental break. And so really did six days a week then of coming to Coyote because it's a, there was no pressure. I didn't have to come if I didn't want to, but I was choosing to come. So kind of just reframing that mindset, put on 10 pounds um, in there, like, you know, good, good weight of that. And started back triathlon training in October of last year and all immediately saw how everything translated over to that. Wow. So in all three of my sports, it's drastic. That's awesome. That's awesome. So do you have a race on the horizon that you're training for? I do. I have a 70.3 in June and a 70.3 at the end of July. Where are those? Uh, June is in Des Moines, Iowa, and then July is in Sandusky, Ohio. That's awesome. That's awesome. So how's your training going right now? It's actually going really well. Um, I think, you know, there are times as we've, we've kind of touched about of seasons of things where you kind of like something are really into it and then you pull back and then you go back into it again or you find something different. And so this has been a nice re-entry back into triathlon of still not having that stress of you absolutely need to get this workout in because it's a key workout. Um, and so kind of working with my coach on that of saying, hey, I'm having a real bad week this week. He says, OK, then don't worry about it. We'll get something in the following week. And so that's been really nice of getting that balance back of triathlon stuff, plus then staying with Coyote, making sure that I'm being consistent on the weights, that if I need to go lighter on a day, OK, it's OK yeah. to go lighter yeah. on this day and not not getting upset at myself for that, or if I need to go easier on something because I want to focus on something different. So I want to focus on form today. So I'm going to purposefully go lighter on my weight so I can make sure that form sticks. Uh, absolutely. So we're almost out of time, but let's wrap it up. You got a lot of experience in long distance running, triathlons, all that type of stuff. And I know there's quite a few people at Coyote who either have done it in the past or maybe want to do it in the future or train for a long uh, endurance thing while still not sacrificing their time at the gym. What advice would you give to those people as far as how often to come, how to kind of change their mindset around their training, just anything that you've learned in, in your time doing both. Yeah. Um, absolutely don't underestimate the value of nutrition. Yeah. Um, uh, that's absolutely number one. Number two, two to three times a week, but really focus on the muscles that you are using for whatever the endurance is. 
don't underestimate your posterior chain, your butt, your hamstrings, like drastic influence over everything else Mm -hmm. that you're going to be using for that. And so I think those two aspects, but don't be scared to lift heavy. Um, If there's just one, one of the days that you come lift heavy and then the other two take it light and focus on speed or focus on endurance on, on the weight on that day instead. And that balance has really actually helped again, drastically for recovery, but also still adding that strength gain. That's awesome. Very good stuff. Jamie, thank you so much for being on the podcast and good luck to both of your races this year. Thank you. Now it's time for the next segment outside the box. So it is the Monday following the first weekend of the playoffs. We still have two games this afternoon, but I'm still recovering from a really rough weekend. The two teams I really was, I'm, I'm a, I'm a Saints fan. If you guys know, if you've listened to the podcast, I'm a big Saints fan. Haven't, haven't been too much to cheer for for the Saints last couple of years. So I've also been pulling for the Dolphins and the, uh, the Cowboys. Uh, I, I'm, uh, I like Dak. I want the Cowboys to do well. And, um, uh, I like the Dolphins. I like Tua and, uh, just a rough weekend all the way around. <laughs> really rough uh, for the NFL playoffs and uh, just just some lopsided games and uh, tough to watch. And um, it's hard to watch the teams that you're pulling for to uh, to go out like that. So still recovering from that. Still love the NFL playoffs. Uh, look forward to them every year and have really enjoyed watching them with the girls this year, which is something that my wife and I had talked about. I've been really looking forward to and watching uh, watching the playoffs uh, with the girls and um, so <clears throat> looking forward to the uh, divisional round, uh, this coming weekend and then the, uh, conference championships and then obviously the Super Bowl after that. So, um, yeah, just recovering from a rough couple of, uh, games and, um, that's kind of where we're at. You know, it's, it's cold outside. I know you guys are, uh, are in the, in the midst of the cold. I hope everybody stays safe and drive safe in the cold. If it snows, which it might tomorrow. Um, hope you guys enjoy that. This this episode will be coming out on maybe a snow day for a lot of people. A lot of kids know school. So, um, you know, we enjoy it when it snows a little bit here in Mississippi, but we don't want it to last too long. We want it to kind of move on out of here. And so um, hope you guys uh, enjoy this cold spurt that we have, and hopefully it'll warm up and looking forward to spring coming right, right around the corner. I'll finish with a recommend here, and this is going to be a blind recommend because I haven't even seen the first episode, but I recommend you watching True Detective with Jodie Foster. It's already getting tremendous reviews. First episode came out last night on on Max. Haven't watched it yet. I'll be watching it soon. Um, but uh, True Detective is one of my favorite shows of all time, especially the first season with <coughs> Matthew McConaughey and Woody Harrelson. It was phenomenal. I've seen it twice. But True Detective is is very well done, and uh, Jodie Foster is a great actress. I'm really looking forward to this season. Watched the previews multiple times and looking forward to this. So I would recommend, first blind recommend on the podcast for me, True Detective. I'm just calling in. I know it's going to be good. So go check it out on Max. With that, that's it for this week, and we will catch you next time. silky smooth sounds.